0: From the Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Afterbuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And... Uh. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. It is! Woo! <laughs>
2: hey, everybody. Bing is for dealing, and here we are doing another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show, Dexter, and we're on Season 8, Episode 9, Make Your Own kind of music, and uh, I think our energy here in the studio right now is like the opposite of the energy from the show that we got tonight. I
3: feel like we just took like six Red Bulls each just to get out of being asleep.
2: Well,
1: yeah. I'll, t- I'll, t- t- one.
2: I'll tell you what, let's start off with our names. I'm your host, Sean O., and I'm joined here by my awesome co-hosts.
1: And I'm JJ Jurgens. Haven't been on this side of the table for a while. It's
4: so different. Okay. It's different from the other side. Yeah. I, I totally understand. Um, I'm Anna Koppel.
3: And I am Stephen Lemieux. All right, let's get these topics out of the way. We're going to be
2: <laughs> talking about Vogel. Vogel and Saxon. Saxon is just... Wow, he is just playing such an integral role in the show now. Deb and Quinn will be our second topic. Dex and Hannah and Hannah and Deb, finally. So let's go ahead and start off where the show ended. Vogel and Saxon. Now we know that Oliver Saxon... Now we know his last name, too, because Dexter did some research on him. Saxon is... Daniel Vogel. Daniel Vogel, who was supposedly killed in an insane asylum, was so smart that he faked his own death, and he's been hiding out for 30-something years to get revenge on his British psychopath <laughs> therapist mother. I'm just chilling,
3: you know, fake my death, chillin'. Oh. I do... So what do you I
2: do building construction. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? I, I did like how in that scene that, that you're referring to, where he he's being like interrogated uh, by Deb and Quinn. I actually liked how he he got caught in a lie. I thought it was cool to see that happen because he's supposed to be this calculating, smart uh, monstrosity that's been killing all these people as the brain surgeon. But here we got him getting caught. Thankfully,
4: it's because Dev and Quinn are such a great team together. They
2: are,
4: yes, they are.
3: <laughs> well, I think it's also just because I don't think he thought Cassie would talk badly ab- about him because he's just so into himself. I, I believe.
2: Mm. Or maybe he's not in tune with the way other people feel exactly. because he's a psychopath. He can't he can't think like what a human would think. I, or a normal person would it's think.
1: It's also a leap for me, um, that the fact that Vogel wouldn't know that her own son was still alive because I, I know that's what they're saying propelled her into doing what she's doing, but if she's a, like an intelligent woman, I just think as a mom, you would like you would want to see the body, you would want to see For sure proof that your son was dead. And she just trusted the husband and said the body was burned beyond, you know, belief and stuff. And I just feel like her intuition, if she's such an intelligent person, just would not have accepted that. Go ahead.
3: Okay, so I really, for a second, do not believe that she didn't know he was alive. For the sole fact that she developed Harry's code and that had to come from somewhere. And I'm sure it's something that she dealt with with Daniel after he murdered Charlie.
4: Well, she did say that she tried to help him, but she she also said, oh, there's a possibility he may have left some brain stems at my house at some point. <laughs> I mean, come on. What's going on here?
2: Yeah, I think what she was referring to about that Anna was she, we now know the symbolism behind the brain, the brain stems, which was like the emotional part, right?
4: Right, that he lacked empathy. So, mm. so
2: he lacked that, and so he was like getting them from all these victims and putting them together and giving her, oh hey, I'm gifting you empathy because I don't have any of it, so I'm gonna take it from other people.
4: But didn't she? Wasn't she saying that it had happened before?
2: That's kind of weird. If it was happening before... No, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I
3: got. It, it was like, oh, he might have left me a few brain cores at my door a few times when he was a child, but I honestly didn't put two and two together because I'm a freaking <laughs> ridiculous idiot. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, it's not, it's, not work, it's not working for me.
2: The whole time, yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes throughout this whole episode, and I'm thinking to myself and writing down, Vogel is such a good liar. She has been talking to Dexter this whole time. Every, every time he comes at her with new information regarding Oliver, she's like, oh, oh, well, probably this happened. This probably explains that. You know, it's, she's just withholding so much information, and we really don't know how much she really
3: knows. She's a master manipulator, and Anna keeps pointing to my notes because she finds that <laughs> the, the greatest— I took very spark notes this episode because I really couldn't figure out what to write down. <laughs> and my second one just says, Dex finds blood. Which
4: really could be from any episode.
3: (laughs) But yes.
1: Genius.
4: Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, Vogel,
3: I host another show called Graceland and there's a character in that where his, what he does is always kind of gray area, morally gray, but it's always for a greater good. But whenever somebody tries to question it, he always has a reason for it. And Vogel kind of reminds me of that when, okay, she doesn't release this information because it's only need to know information. But then as soon as you tell her, Oh, well, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. You're the idiot, Dexter. This is this, 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 this. We can save him. It's going to be fine. You know, we'll just chill. You know, you're my spiritual son. He's my real son who killed my other son. I mean, we can all have like a bonding experience. And that's what I guess at this last end of the episode is. I hate her. I don't like her.
1: <laughs> r- r- I do. I can't wait for her to die. That's can I yeah. can I, I just, I just
3: agreed. Can I just get this out of the way? Do it. I didn't I didn't read any spoilers last week guys. I know <laughs> some people had said, "Oh, did you you read the spoiler about Daniel or not Daniel? Um, Oliver. I guess yeah, Oliver yeah. Saxon being her son." Actually, I was just throwing stuff off my mind and things that could happen and could make sense and that's what came off my mind and I really thought it was a dumb idea last
2: week. (laughs) And you're renowned for throwing out all these crazy suppositions and you get them right sometimes.
3: But I I feel bad when the ones that I get right are the ones that I find
2: stupid. Yeah, I, I I saw some of our, our YouTube comments and one, one person said, oh, if Oliver, there's no way, why would they just introduce somebody like that and he turns out to be the killer? Well, that person was wrong. <laughs> and we were all wrong, too, because we didn't think so either, right? We, we were saying it's probably just straight up Vogel, but... But it's not. It seems... I I really want to say that she's known from the beginning that he's been the killer. But a part of me, just the way she was interacting with him near the end, where she said, uh, after Dexter leaves, she goes, oh, hey, see, I told you I wasn't working with him. So either she kept everything about Dexter in the dark and away from Oliver, or they really haven't been working together th- this whole time.
4: Well... I think she was just saying, now do you believe me, I didn't send him, because... Oh, send, okay,
2: Mm -hmm. that's actually, yeah, that makes more sense then. Mm
4: -hmm. Right, but when, several episodes ago, there was a guy who, like, stole shoes or something that... another (laughs) Yes, Yates. (laughs) Who we thought was the brain surgeon. Um, Well, she thought (laughs) it could have been, um... Dexter thought that, too, that, well, maybe she's using a bunch of us to look out at each other, and who knows? So so I, I wouldn't rule it out yet that... Uh,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I mean, you got to look at it from the perspective of, okay, so this guy has, has all the access to her notes, and as Dexter says, oh, you only need the right spyware for that. Yeah, you really know what you're talking about, Dexter. Um, <laughs> it's just I love the TV magic behind it, but... Um, he has all these notes, but why target Zach Hamilton? That's, that's what I'm going for. Because we have the scene between him and Quinn where Quinn shows in the picture and he's like, oh, this is Zach Hamilton. Yeah, I just. Because at this point, is Zach dead? And Zach's not dead at this that's, point. That's right, he's not. So this is where he finds out that that's who they're suspecting of the murder. But at this point, wouldn't he think that they would have the DNA evidence under the fingers? They'd yeah. have all that. So why did he have to kill Zach?
2: I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good question.
1: Well, did he know that Zack was Dexter's He protes-
2: would have to from protég- Vo- from Vogel's notes. Yeah, so
1: maybe that's why he wanted
3: I know, but I just don't know? see I don't see him killing Zack for no reason whatsoever without Vogel having some say in it.
2: Yeah, I Is feel it- like there's no Is motivation it- for for Oliver to kill Zack. Unless, yeah, you're right, unless she, he was directed to by his mother.
4: And Vogel pointed out that in order for Zack to have, like, pulled his hair out and, like, left evidence for Dexter to find that he would have to be extremely calm during this struggle. And so, yeah, she knows knows too much. Mm -hmm. During
2: uh, during that point, um, I want to say that maybe it was, yeah, maybe it was planted there. Maybe she knew, like, this whole situation was going to happen and she directed uh, Saxon to go ahead and do that.
3: Yeah, it's it's it it has to be there has to be more to this than than oh I don't I didn't know he was oh he's alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> there has to be more it than that. Be. I know. She's she's such a manipulator, I still think it's gonna yeah. be one of those things and I think that's why it's such a widely regarded quote from Scott Reynolds where Vogel doesn't fit Dexter's code, and I really think that it's still the thing where she's controlling other people to do it for her.
2: You know what comes to my mind right now when you did that British accent is how I, I think I said, like, right when we first meet Oliver, I, I said something like he looks like a British version of – what the hell is that one
4: guy? Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. yeah.
2: But I don't think he ever said – maybe he said a few things and they sounded kind of British, but it doesn't sound like he has a British accent. For some reason, you know, that kind of connected in a way, right?
3: Yeah, in a way it did. It's just—I mean—we could—we could throw cards out on a table all day about this,
2: <laughs> but to be honest, this episode—I uh, wanted to say, yeah, this best episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that to the to the inverse. Yes, it was that. So yeah, I,
4: I, I yeah. Just, go I would, ahead, Anna. It was just you know, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, it was. Painful, painfully slow. Um, and I'm just so disappointed because last season was such a comeback. Every episode was incredible. And this is, you know, this is their swan song. Mm-hmm. What's going on? When are we going to.
3: Well, you got—you just got to wait for the last minute of the episode.
4: <laughs>
1: I know, but we didn't even have that this time. Like, at least last week we got five minutes of boom, boom, boom at the very end. And this time, especially being off next week, I mean, we're we're getting down to the very end. Yeah, that it could have been a you
4: know the last minute much better. Vogel just awkwardly put her hand on top of the yeah. son's hand. And we all yeah. knew he was there, too. It wasn't like that was a big surprise, you know? Yeah.
1: It's just such
3: a... I don't know. And there were just some weird things with the directing style of this episode as well. And I don't know if you guys caught it. I complained about it a little bit when we were watching. But the scene where they're looking for evidence in Zach's studio, they're playing, like, this really fast-paced... Right. Like, there's a time crunch. There's a time crunch. But it's a forced time crunch, because they, they really don't have anything that they're racing against the clock to get done. They're just looking for evidence. And I was at this point, I was like, I'm watching CSI. I'm not watching Dexter.
2: Yeah, the music that they were playing in the background during the scene did make it kind of like there was a false sense of urgency when there was not.
3: There really wasn't. It's like it should have been a slow, methodical Dexter moment where he's looking through the scene, and Vogel in this sense is... Vogel's kind of taking Harry's spot. Because every scene we have with Vogel, we don't have Harry, but she's the one speaking into his subconscious mm-hmm. in a way. And that's what I don't like. And I think that's another Mm -hmm. kind of writing tool that they've been using this season where she's manipulating him just as Harry manipulates him. So it's Harry's trying to battle what she's putting into his mind throughout the season.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of false urgency with the writing as well. I mean, there have been so many episodes, so many seasons where I've been like, having, like, full anxiety attacks, like, okay, well, I, I know I know he's going to make it because the series is named Dexter, but... <laughs> but is he going to make it? Well, even, uh, yeah.
3: even when they shot LaGuardia, like that, the right. end of that season, you were like... What's going to happen? Yeah, you're like, right. shit.
4: But, uh, but this with, like, you know, the Marshall showing up and... Oh, we're dating now, and you know, twice with the Marshall when he's like, "Oh, who's this a picture of?" It just like it was crappy writing. It was just
3: okay. I, I like the I like the oh we're dating now thing. I mean, that's, that was that was a de- that was a Dexter moment. That was a
2: good uh, ruse for Dexter to do. It seriously fooled Marshall Clayton, at, at least from our perspective. It did.
3: But I mean, it makes sense though, because you look at Dexter's past. He has a wife who was murdered. He dated Hannah McKay, and the girl who he was. Kind of seeing was murdered just recently. I mean,
4: but but were any of you concerned for a second? Were Were any of you like, oh no, what's going to happen? Here comes the marshal. No, and I think for me, the marshal was kind of dopey. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't really take him as a serious threat. And I think my favorite scene with all of that was Harrison actually being like, oh, that's my mom. And yeah, that was the that, only I loved time. I love that part. It was great.
3: That was the yeah. only time we were like, what's he going
2: yeah.
4: to say? What's yes. he going to say? What's he going to say? But somebody called it out before he said it. Who was it? What oh, I did yeah. D- yeah, you said mom, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: thank goodness he didn't say Hannah, because that would have been really crazy. And But maybe he sees, maybe in his eye, he sees Hannah as his mom, and he's just, that's the only way he can identify her really well.
3: Oh, and I'm sure the Marshal saw Hannah on the picture, too, without Harrison oh, saying yeah. it, of yeah. course. But it's just, the problem I have with the, with the Marshal is that, this is what, this is the ninth episode? Yes. There's no need... We don't need this character. <laughs> we have Elway, who's doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, what's his? Like, Elway is supposed to be—he's Sean Patrick Flannery for freaking sake. Now,
1: if that would have been Elway in those scenes, right? then I would have felt some exactly, like danger. Yeah. Like, oh, he's smart. He's on. Elway is intelligent. Good.
3: He's close to Deb. He has insider information that might not have made sense when he learned it about Deb, but then it would kind of click when he's in these situations with Mm -hmm. Harrison. Like, that's where his character should be. That's where his arc should develop. But no, they bring in another character, develop his arc, who's probably going to end up dead anyway at Dexter's table because they're going to need someone to randomly be killed. It's just...
0: Yeah, Ah, Yeah, I I totally agree on that one. It
2: is a little bit frustrating. And what actually makes it even more frustrating is that the marshal told Elway to stay out of it. And he said, he'll take care of it, and then, you you'll get your money later on. Right? Yeah, it's like, okay,
3: so we have not we have a basically A-list actor who's doing nothing except telling Deb that she should get
2: the F out. You see, it's because Elway is so high up in his company, he's got to run the whole investigations firm. him. He's too busy to go chasing down people. But
1: he's not. But that's like when you said, when he, when he tells her to get the F out, that's finally when we all kind of like listened, you know, and that was a great scene.
3: But then we think that his arc his arc should have been he told her to get the f out or whatever he's like i don't know if your priorities are in the right place and he starts investigating Question himself it. instead yeah. of finding someone else to do it for him and you say that he doesn't have enough time but then we see him on that quest with his sister or whatever and doing the other stu- stupid stuff with them it's like mm-hmm. he's got more time than we think he's doing random taking pictures of people yeah.
4: he told he told the marshal he wanted in on it too
2: he did well, I guess I didn't inject enough sarcasm into that statement. Dude, I need the
3: M99 of sarcasm.
2: <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to our next topics. But before we do, let's be sure to tell our fans to go ahead and support AfterBuzz TV by going to iTunes, go to the iTunes store, in the search bar, type in Serial Buddies or Adventures of Serial Buddies, and guess what? This awesome independent film comes up, directed and written by Kevin Undergaro, starring Maria Menounos, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Christopher McDonald, Artie Lang, Kathy the Gifford, and a bunch of other awesome actors that make cameos and contribute to the film. Such a great funny film and it's pretty much a mixture of Dexter and Dumb and Dumber put together <laughs> in this awesome indie film. Uh it's only what 4.99 to download. Go ahead and download it and it helps us at Afterbuzz TV keep the lights on over here. And uh don't forget to rate and comment us too guys. So in in that same iTunes search bar just type in uh for the podcast actually type in uh, Af- uh, Afterbuzz TV Dexter and go ahead and download our podcast. Give us five stars, rate and comment us cuz we deserve it too. <laughs>
3: Just going to give a quick shout out to at Copfield, DJ Smooth on Twitter, and to Mr. Phil S., who's at A 781 who always finds all these spoilers and sends them to me, and then I don't look at them because I don't want to be spoiled.
1: Yeah, I want to say thank you to Phil S., too, because he sends them to me, and I enjoy his, his comments. I, I just
2: don't, I, I don't look at the spoilers. I have read the spoilers, and I was thinking to myself, because I, I did read them, I'm not going to say anything about the future episodes, mostly because I don't remember them, thankfully. It's so abstract, <laughs> you know? Like, really, for me, I really have to see it visually on the show. So the only thing I, like, that stood out to me was Saxon, Saxon this, Saxon that, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Where's this
3: person coming from? <laughs> no, the band Saxon. You've never heard them? They're actually pretty good.
2: I was thinking, like, the Saxons of the, uh, the you know, like, the barbaric tribes back in the in Europe. That's what I was thinking. Right? Yeah, but anyway, let's go ahead and talk <laughs> about our next topic here. Deb and Quinn.
1: Yay! <laughs> Finally, I've been wanting this for the last two years.
2: JJ's I'm very
1: happy about this one. That's happy. the one thing in this episode I'm pretty, very pleased about.
2: Thank goodness. What, yes. I, what I thought was really cool about this whole thing is that... Quinn, especially when they had that lunch date or lunch discussion, whatever they were doing, Quinn is totally staring at her across the table, all dopey-eyed and fawning over her like a little schoolboy, and she's just playing it cool the whole time, right? Yeah. I think they're so
3: perfect for each other. I too. Because Deborah is tainted by Dexter, and Quinn's tainted by stupidity, and <laughs> I think Quinn's the only person who could possibly forgive her for actually, if he found out that she killed Laguarda, I think, like... Well, she- you're hot, <laughs> yeah. so I'll stick with <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> like
2: that's you, well, you would have had to do it, you know, to survive. So I agree with you, Deb. Yeah, I mean, what? he's done some shady yeah. stuff, yeah. and we haven't exactly
3: seen Karma catch up to to Quinn much. No. He gets to date Jamie, who's really good looking. He gets to go for he has, he has like the the head of. The department, Batista's like on his side all the way. Yep. I mean, he's got everything going for him. So I'm wondering if we will get to see the fall of Quinn this season just because yeah. he has done so much shady, for alliteration purposes, I would have said that word, yeah. Um, through the past few seasons.
4: And was he driving an Escalade? Yeah. <laughs> well, what was that about?
3: I know. <laughs> I was like, that's a nice car. Like, that's, uh, I hate people who drive. Well, I don't hate people, <laughs> but I hate being behind Escalades <laughs> in traffic.
2: And I'm just like, Quinn, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Wow, so he's driving an Escalade now. Yeah. Didn't those get. I don't even see like new ones anymore, though. Don't, aren't those kind of out of style? The I new just thing think Cadillacs are, are gaudy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's out of
3: style. <laughs> we are not sponsored by Cadillacs here.
4: <laughs> but if you would like to send us, we are not opposed to that. Um, so. I felt like he was super girly at the lunch. Like, I just feel like it's such a chick move to be like, "Oh, like my boyfriend's so jealous of because I <laughs> talk about you." And
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you are so right, Anna. That, yeah. I didn't even think about that until now.
4: <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I mean, I can't." advice and he's like why (laughs) what was cool
2: about her is that she totally played it cool she was the guy in that situation she was just like this this guy wants me i'm just gonna sit back and relax and let him be an idiot and do his thing
4: but that was always their relationship i mean he proposed and she was like i don't think so like i'm not ready for that he
3: proposed and she's like let's just pretend that didn't happen he kisses her let's just pretend that didn't happen (laughs)
4: yeah but she likes that kiss
3: Oh yeah, she yeah. did. She likes that she can compete with
2: Jamie. I'm sure.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, she played it cool. Well, was there anything else about Debbie Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But let's move into.
4: Let's actually. <laughs> we started with like the only thing that happened.
2: <laughs> so but now that we've
4: hit our hall, only uh, bullet point, yeah. <laughs> to go downhill, folks. Oh,
3: I have a, I have a note on Debbie Quinn. Oh, De- Quinn kisses. De- okay, never mind. I think we covered that. <laughs>
4: They talk at the
2: taco truck and then they have that awkward lunch and then oh they kiss yay. yay. Uh, so Dex and Hannah well, you know what while we're talking about oh, the interview they interview him while we're talk, we'll, while we're still talking about Deb, let's just go ahead and talk about Deb and Hannah. Yeah, Hannah. Hannah so they uh, they hide Hannah or they she hides thanks to Dexter in Deb's house. And I loved Deb's first words when she walks in. What the fuck? I like. I yeah. could almost feel
3: it yeah. coming on though. Like of as course. soon as you're like, I know she's gonna say WTF. I know she's gonna say it,
4: I and wish, she said it. Okay. I wish that they would almost like convert some of her lines to WTF because, yeah, her. I mean, writing for Deb has to be so easy. It has to be like. Profanity here. Let's we'll just throw that in.
3: <laughs> let's take sayings and insert curse words into them.
4: Yeah.
2: Well that's the way that everybody curses though, right? Pretty much, but <laughs> she just does it with such grace and finesse. I think if they did the WTF thing, it would take it from being funny and serious at the same time to being just totally overall comical and it just wouldn't we wouldn't be able to take her seriously. I at feel all. like if Deb ever used WTF it'd be WT like she would yeah. say,
3: still say yeah. the F part. Yeah. That's what I feel like it would be like. Yeah.
1: I love her mouth personally. It's me. Yeah, (laughs) maybe I got a potty mouth, but. (laughs) I think
2: it's great. I I, I thought it was so funny how everything's clean, because Deb's not the cleanest person ever. And not only that, but someone's cooking for her when she gets home, and it's a person that poisoned her two (laughs) times, right? And it was just, it was just such a, it was a funny situation. And even when Deb is just like digging into that chicken, well, at first she's like, "Oh, I'll take that piece, right?" <laughs> you know, I don't. I, you probably poison the other one, but what if you wanted me to take that piece? And you know, she's going through inconceivable, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that stuff in her mind. And even when she's like digging into it with her fork and like cutting it, she's doing it with such fervor. And then she puts it in her mouth. No, like, she
3: like looks at it in the fork.
2: <laughs> it's okay.
3: And I. I thought it would have been funny if Hannah threw in something like, oh, and Dex is coming over later after she had bitten into it. It's like, oh, we're going to knock you out for a bit, Deb. Oh, no. We're going to do it on your bed.
4: <laughs>
3: oh. Okay, I didn't go... That
4: far. Wow. <laughs> I cleaned because we did it all. Over yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I,
4: I liked their moment, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. I liked their getting along. I just... I feel so bad for Deb. I feel like, you know, Dexter just takes such advantage of her. There's nowhere else in Miami. There's nowhere else that you could go. I mean,
3: let's hide her where they won't. will least expect it. The evidence room at Miami Metro.
4: I agree. It's like
1: she's already she's come a long way since her issues that she's had. And then to like put that. In front of her again. I agree with you. It's like he, come on. I mean, put somebody through that.
3: You were thinking yeah. the same thing then. As soon as like Dexter calls to talk to her on the balcony, I'm thinking, wait, she wasn't even talking to you eight episodes ago, yeah, right?
4: Exactly. You were like so desperate just to be back in her life, and now you're. <laughs> and and then he's like, stay away from Saxon. Just trust me. Just, just trust me. Yeah, he like, was pulling the. Yeah.
2: It was he was pulling the same stuff out on the same balcony that they did last season. Well, with, she didn't mm,
3: tell him that no she no. loved him this time. But. that's what I was
2: thinking that, that <laughs> yeah. whole time they were out there on the balcony slash patio, whatever they are at. I just uh, this episode actually made me worry for Jamie a little bit
3: because Jamie is the only one that Saxon knows
2: and could probably get alone. Does that make sense? And probably get Harrison in the process because she is attached to him.
3: Maybe, because he can be the, I'm so sad right now, blah, 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 blah. I need you to comfort me, Jamie. Oh, wow. Really? You think that would happen? That would be the weirdest. I don't mean like I don't mean I don't mean ever. comfort like that. Yeah. I just mean no, like the, I, no. I know what
2: you mean, but even just to say, "Oh, I'm sad because Cassie died." Can you come over and help me out? You know, I could going see it in some, a heartbeat. He's I can't. An, I he's guess. a sociopath. I could see him maybe going to her apartment or Dexter's place. Okay, well, yeah, something like but that. But not not telling her to go somewhere else. I don't. I think that for her that would be a big red flag, and I hope it would be.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could totally see it happening because. Uh, first of all, they're the only two who are grieving her, really. um, you know, Quinns off with Deb, and yeah, I could see that happening. I could totally see that happening. Well, and she's the one that's giving little information about him, and she's pretty much the only one that knows, you know, but she's creeped out by him too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but it could I, happen. it could happen.
2: I could see him, uh Oliver slash Saxon, Oliver Saxon stalking her. And maybe like if she's doing errands with Harrison in tow, Mm -hmm. that he comes up on them and he's like, oh, hey,
3: how's it going? (laughs) I just feel like Harrison's the power play for Vogel.
2: Harrison has got to be the power
3: play for Vogel, especially the way they were phrasing it like, it's my little boy, Dexter. It's my little boy. And I feel like underneath (laughs) that is the underlying... What would you do if someone took your little ah. boy? And that's going to be what it is. It's yes. Well, he's he's not going to back off you, so let's show him what it's like to lose a son.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that happening mm-hmm. and it's now it's it's really apparent that Vogel and and Saxon are going to be working together.
4: Maybe Jamie should just adopt Harrison <laughs> because she's the only one that takes yeah. care of him anyway and then it won't be Dexter's son and I mean, do they really yeah. need him in Argentina? I mean, <laughs> he never takes yeah. care of him. <laughs> Yeah, he does.
2: They would just be off killing people the whole time.
3: Yeah. So, random theory here. Let's say for a second that Vogel and Saxon have not seen so have not seen each other since till now, but they've still known about each other and been communicating through her notes.
2: How about that?
4: Well how would like, how would he they happen though right?
2: How would he have been communicating with her yeah. she he wouldn't need to Other she than- would communi- if if he if she knew he was
3: out there and looking through her notes and she has known that he's out there, of course, since she first got the first brain, it's like she's not stupid as soon as she got that first brain on a doorstep, she would have to know exactly who it is. And, I'm sh- and what if, since then, she's m- been communicating through the notes?
2: Do you think that she could have been using Dexter as kind of maybe like a foxhound to, like, s- sniff him out and-, and make it so that he, like, comes to the surface? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe that's how she's getting the use to out find out. Of-
1: his- she knew that Dexter would
4: track him down and... and-
2: because he's, he's good at finding other
4: killers. Mm-hmm. But this how is what Zach Dexter tie does. In? How does Zach tie in? Because she was so insistent on him helping Zach and not killing Zach. And and now Zach's mm-hmm. dead. Well, oh
3: my God. Epiphany.
4: Do it.
2: Tell us. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Before, before you say it, I wanted to say that the, Zach's death was maybe, like, I think we talked about this last time, a way to isolate uh, Dexter. So he was by himself so she could see, like, her study, her longitudinal study continue to play out without any other variables. Because if... Didn't you see how mad she got when Hannah McKay, when she found out that Mm -hmm. she was still there? She's like, wait, what are you doing Mm -hmm. with her? That you guys are not going to be able to work well together? You can't live a life together?
3: Okay. Too many variables. Just tell me if this makes sense and call me a complete idiot if it doesn't. So... The thing that I've been trying to figure out this whole time is why the hell did Daniel, sorry, whatever, Oliver, frame Zack for the murder of Cassie. And what it comes to be is that I think Vogel was testing Dexter to see his level of forgiveness. Because if Dexter can forgive Zack for killing a woman who's innocent... Then she can introduce him to Daniel. Ooh, you mean Oliver? Oliver, either one. She can introduce <laughs> that without fear of Dexter killing him. She can turn Dexter to be okay. This is my son. We can we can fix him oh, that's together.
2: Right. I, I forgot his name was Daniel when he was young. Yeah,
3: because Oliver was the one. Maybe they've wanted to meet, but they knew that Dexter would try to kill him. And now it's that. They were, using, they were using Zach as a test. Like, okay, if you can forgive Zach, then maybe you'll be able to teach Daniel. Maybe you'll be able to teach Saxon.
2: Because she wants to instill the code in Oliver Saxon because he doesn't have it yet, and she's been trying to do it this whole time because she's been bogged down by this level of guilt and regret by not having someone, not having strong male
3: around. Dexter is the teacher of the code, so let's find out if he'll teach. If If Dexter will still teach someone who has murdered someone before. And that's what she was testing with Zach by having Oliver frame Zach. And then once she found out that Dexter was going to kill him after that, then it was a free-for-all, I guess.
4: But why is he dead now?
3: Because he outlived his usefulness. He was a test. Do you have your tests from ninth grade?
2: She doesn't (laughs) want more killers around to interfere. Exactly.
3: I think this is all about her, Daniel, and Dexter, and I think it was always... Hmm. I think this episode was also very slow. Yes. <laughs> it all goes down to that. Like, I feel like if it was faster and we got more information, yeah. we'd be able to put things together more. But now it feels like we just, yeah. we finished the big white space in a puzzle. And now we uh-huh. have to like, we're still waiting for like the interesting it,
2: pieces. Yeah. Well, I feel like our 30-minute podcast was a lot more interesting than some of the episode was. <laughs> yeah. But let's go ahead. If, if there's nothing else, let's move. on. Um, Anything else?
4: Uh, one yes. really random thing. Um, when Harrison said, I wish she could be my mom, meaning Hannah, uh, I found it very strange that Dexter didn't say anything about Rita, that he was just like, oh.
3: I thought it was strange that we haven't seen Cody or heard of Cody or asked her mm-hmm. at, at all, cool. yeah. at all, so- when they actually were in last season for no real reason anyway, and they didn't bring him back at all yet. No. Nobody. Maybe. Yeah, it
1: is interesting yeah. to me that that Rita's just gone. Like he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I mean that is their child together. Like you'd think there would still be some discussion about your mother. Yeah, or, but yeah, he just seems completely. It's just all about Hannah.
2: Yeah. I I actually forgot her name was Rita until you just mentioned <laughs> her. I keep thinking of her as Julia Stiles. <laughs> i think uh, Julie Benz. Julie Benz. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> sorry,
3: I'm I'm I'm, mis- I'm mixing up the Dexter people. Yeah. Too many blondes. The blondes yeah, Too jul- many Julius. blondes. <laughs> but yeah, I just um God. But uh, yeah, there are a few more things we forgot to touch on. One is that uh, Deb was getting her badge back from Batista, and Batista's oh, yeah. really looking forward to being back on the force. But she refused momentarily. She wants to wait, and she seems like this whole episode or this whole season is Deb in a in a hiatus, like trying to figure out what she wants to do. Um, she she <laughs> wants, she here. wants
2: to wait, and so were we. We were waiting the whole episode for something to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: and true. another thing is. Elway basically says she should leave if she's not going to do the work. And we find out in the previews that, of course, she quits because she's a former employee. Um, and then I want to talk about just really quick, a little bit more on Deb and Hannah. It was very interesting when Hannah brings up the badge. It's like, oh, you're going you're gonna, to – because it's the one thing they have in common. They talk about the one thing they have in common. They both want things that they really can't kind of have. Like it's they're – they're bad people for the things that they want. If that makes sense, and they'll get they'll get it through whatever means necessary. I don't know. I thought it was interesting because mm-hmm. Deb wants to go back to the Force, but she really can't because of the things she's done. Hannah wants to go back to Dexter, but she really can't because of the things she's done. It's all about the past. Mm-hmm.
2: True that. Well, all right. <laughs> let's move into our news and gossip. All right, you gotta say after Buzz, yeah. TV news. It
3: was, it was a grenade. You threw the grenade, and we were like waiting. It was
2: a three-second one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a bunch of tweets here, up there in the Twitter sphere from Yvonne Strahovski, at Y underscore Strahovski, thanks GQ. And she has a link there to uh, the British GQ magazine, and there's an interesting article with her talking about her character as Hannah McKay and what's uh, what's to come this season. She teases a few things. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what's going to happen because she doesn't really say very much. But if you guys want to, you can have a little bit of insight into Yvonne's thoughts on her character.
1: And I read that too. And one thing I thought was interesting is they said in, out in the web they refer to her as Strahotsky Yes. for those Yvonne fans. <laughs> I can agree with
3: that.
2: <laughs> uh, we also had uh, at show underscore Dexter tweet. Join the Red reward sweepstakes for a chance to win a hashtag Dexter script signed by Michael C. Hall and uh, so, and they put sign up now and there's a link there so um, uh, by the way all these are on my Twitter I retweeted a lot of these tweets so go ahead and check out my Twitter account if you guys want to go ahead and do that or you can check out the at show time underscore at show underscore Dexter account also uh, we had Amy Garcia at Amy underscore Garcia tweet let's see traffic is so bad I'm reading a book in the car hashtag LA hashtag don't judge <laughs> I know exactly what you're feeling Amy because sometimes <laughs> the traffic is so bad seriously like it slows to a crawl and I bust out my iPad and I play a little some game on there war of games game of war game of war yeah terrible game I'm addicted to it we also had Jay to the Carpenter at Jay to the Carpenter tweet out it was the best it was wait, it, it was the best Thursday night of the month for me retweet uh, at Amanda Seyfried, can't believe how much fun I had watching Elysium with at J to the Carpenter. Apparently, Amanda Seyfried and J, uh, Jennifer Carpenter like to hang out on their off time. <laughs> That's pretty neat. And was there anything else? No, I think that does it for my tweets. But I wanted to also mention some comments we had from our fans on our YouTube channel. B Wolf says. Anna Koppel earned cool points for that N-E-R-D brain reference, laugh out loud. (laughs)
1: It was a good one. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.
2: (laughs) And we also had uh, Brent William Henry. He commented it is obvious that the brain surgeon will be played by Ben Affleck. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I read that.
3: That was funny.
2: <laughs> Good one. Good one. And then everyone's
3: going to be mad.
2: Uh,
1: oh, I feel so sorry.
2: And lastly, him. Brent William Henry, he also tweeted, last couple of uh, comments here. He, he commented, rather. Maybe Vogel is dead from the future. Greatest line in AfterBuzz TV history. <laughs>
3: well, I'm flattered. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> and lastly, Violin. She commented, "I will seriously miss you guys after the final episode. It's been two years. I love the way y'all dig deep. It's not like other after shows.
1: Aww. Tear. Aww, thank you. We really well, dug deep you? to get
2: something yeah. out of this episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we did. But we did. I, I feel like we had a lot of <laughs> we good did have
3: yeah. good stuff going out.
1: I only have a couple more things for news and gossip. Uh, you have, it's all about Yvonne tonight. Apparently, she was also in People Magazine. For those of you who want to check her out there, talking about a little." article and she also posted on her Twitter a picture of her surfing so apparently that is her new passion is that she loves to surf uh, she also is going to be in a new project after this with Aaron Eckhart called I Frankenstein.
2: oh yeah there's, I think there's a I'm, I'm not sure but I think there might be a trailer for that on the trailer app for iTunes that's pretty interesting stuff anything else guys no 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 well let's go ahead and move into our prediction. let's do it <laughs>
0: And now, your AfterBuzz TV
2: prediction. See, I held that grenade for a little bit longer before I threw it. Oh, so it landed on it. It it went off quicker. (laughs) Well, prediction time. Okay. So, I I think mine's kind of... Well, you know, after our discussion here, I think this one's kind of moot. But I want to say that Vogel and Saxon have been working together the whole time. But I don't know, like, you know, I I wrote this before our discussion. We had more epiphanies here. I don't know what else is going to happen. I I hope Saxon dies within, well, obviously within the next three episodes. But I hope that he dies maybe in the, the second to last episode and I want there to be more of a resolution episode, you know, like maybe something big happens like right at the end of episode 11. And then on episode 12, it's kind of like it, it like kind of overlaps for just like the, that few minutes. And then it goes on and it's like all the characters and what's going on. Fifteen
3: years later.
4: Yeah, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be like six months later.
2: <laughs> it's going to be Dexter on
3: the table. He'll bring the knife down. He'll cut the black. And then that's the end of the series.
4: And then there's going to be, like, a memorial service, and somebody's going to get a bench. No, we need a cut-to-black series ender. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, just that, ouch. I would hate if that I would happened.
3: seriously be pissed. Um, any predictions?
1: I'm just going to stick with the same prediction that I made last week, because I really want it to come true next week. I just want Vogel to die. I do not want to watch her another episode, so please make that prediction come true for next episode.
2: Hopefully she dies before Saxon dies. Her,
1: I, she can die early in the episode. <laughs> Next week too,
4: please. All right, I th- you go.
1: Are you, are you sure?
4: All right,
3: um, let's see. I believe that Vogel and Saxon will go after Harrison because exactly, and I think they're gonna do something against Hannah too. I I don't know what, but I mean, I think the two storylines have to intersect somewhere with the. Elway and with Vogel and Saxon and I really think there's going to be a meeting of characters from those two different arcs otherwise I don't know what yeah, the writers are thinking did
2: you just say they two storylines? I think there are like four or five storylines oh I know
3: there. but I was talking about the two ones that actually we can make predictions on because they make sense <laughs> slightly I mean that's a stretch but I'm just getting another I mean I could see, I could see those two storylines intersecting anyway yeah I think Jamie might be in trouble
4: I think there's going to be some weirdness going on between Saxon and Vogel. Um That one time, like, she hugged Dexter, like, really creepily. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just going to be some ickiness with them.
2: Like something incestuous. Yeah. Uh,
4: maybe. I mean, yeah, this show seems to, like, incest. Uh, and <laughs> the writers. Yeah, and we're not... What's
3: Game of Thrones doing right, and what can we take <laughs> from... We're
4: not going to get it from Deb and Dex as long as mm-hmm. Hannah's around. Plus, I don't think anybody really would like that anyway. Um, not really. And, uh... <laughs> not really, no. uh, And, uh, yeah, that's... that's I do you
3: mean, think... Uh, let me ask you guys, do you think Jamie's going to find out about Quinn kissing Deb? How do you think the Jamie relationship and with Quinn coming? B- I mean, with uh, Deb coming back into the
2: fold is going to? I'll tell you exactly how this is going <laughs> to go down.
0: <laughs> Quinn
2: is going to tell Jamie, "Hey, I, I can't. I can't lie to you anymore. I don't love you. I kissed Deb. That's it. We're together now, forever."
3: It fits his character so well, though. Like I could, I could see him <laughs> saying, "Look, exactly. I'm back with Deb."
1: Yeah, see, I kind of don't see it being a big thing. I kind of think it's going to happen like that too, and then that's just going to kind of be the crap out of
4: him. Or? What's yeah. going to happen is she's going to be like crying about her dead friend, and that's when he's going to be like, "I can't do this anymore. I love Deborah." That's...
2: I can't take your BS anymore, <laughs> and
4: then Jamie. And then she'll
3: just go cook. You know, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the whole... laundry <laughs> she's basket. Always, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Under her arm. F- I feel like all of Quinn's relationships in this season, and the past season, or the past two seasons, are like a bad story of. F. Mary Kill, because he had the stripper, he had Jamie, he had temp like oh well, well if they never turn out too well if we're out of
2: jokes <laughs> on that note we're out of here that's our wrap it up music anyway you guys I hope you enjoyed our podcast and I hope it was we more really enjoyable hope. than the show was tonight but if we you tried. guys, but you guys be sure to tune in next week we're going to be on episode 10 no
1: no no not next week two oh weeks. yeah
2: in two weeks because next week apparently Dexter's off so guess what we're off too so in two weeks come back and listen to us on our podcast if you guys want to follow us hey you know what give me a follow at Sean Austin O on Twitter and on Instagram,
4: and I'm at JJ Jurgens, and I'm at Koppel for Mayor K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R,
3: and I'm at Stephen Lemut. can we tease that thing for the finale yet, or no? I don't... No, no, not no. yet. All right,
2: okay, very okay. well. <laughs> we'll bu- we'll buzz with you guys next week. <laughs>